welcome. Today we are uh, in Stay Road with our friends at JNF. Ariel Cutler is here, JNF, Jewish National Fund Development Officer, involved in many projects. A pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nahum. Great to be here. You had an observation which we should remind our listeners about. I'm sure we've mentioned this before. And that is as as the rocket was sitting here, you pointed out that every rocket is labeled with where it fell and when it fell, so people will remember where and when it uh, fell here in State Road or anywhere else. Right. Unfortunately, too many rockets. And uh, I think the reason they write the date and the location where it fell teaches us a lot about how they're advancing their development of the rockets, how far they're reaching, how uh, precisely they're uh, hitting the targets. Right. And that's kind of why they use it. Um, I mentioned the story that I was uh, with friends from Cherry Hill, the Abramsons, and uh, we were at the Gavim Junction. We went to see the police station, and when we got to the police station, we saw the rocket that had fell less than 24 hours earlier fell in the Gavim Junction. So it's uh, unfortunately it hits too close to home uh, too Pretty often. Pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Chances are we're speaking to some JNF supporters because you've noticed that a lot of different communities in the United States are there on the front lines when JNF needs new projects or even old projects funded? Well, for sure. First of all, uh, JNF of America built this playground. Uh, JNF of America raises 80 to $100 million a year. That all comes to Israel. Uh, we are your voice in Israel. We make Israel a better place every single day. And uh, this playground is just one example. Um, just to give some statistics, some ideas of this playground, uh, it's had over 300,000 children through the doors of this playground and um, several of my own. And I've been to the playground while the sirens went off with my own kids here. And I can see the fear in my wife's eyes having to run. And, and there's always a lot of staff here making sure within seconds everybody's in the bomb shelters. Right. And it's a scary thing. I mean, everybody remembers JNF from the original days of the blue boxes, sure. the pushkas. And that's why when we finished building this building, you could see we painted it all blue. We call it the biggest blue box in the world. Uh, just instead of putting quarters inside, our entire goal is putting smiling kids inside, giving kids the opportunity to be children. Just you even to play. got the right shade, it seems. Yeah, pretty much. That was the goal. So, uh, Very nice. Ariel Cutler is here, JNF Development Officer. Um, one of the things that we always talk about is the uh, is how JNF, and, and you encourage others to partner with you, uh, concentrate on different regions of the country. Blueprint Negev is a project that obviously is there to help expand population in the Negev. Uh, we see what's happened in Beersheba. You'd love to replicate that, I'm sure, in many other areas. Give us an update on what's happening in the Negev. Well, so, you know, the Negev is 60% of the land of Israel. Only 8 to 10% of the Israeli population live on it. Right. The 2080 rule, the, the rule of 80% of the people living on 20% of the land can work fine in any other place. But in a state smaller than the, you know, the same size as, as the state of New Jersey, we can't afford to give up 80% of the land. Right. And that's why JNF put at the forefront at some very important, you know, missions today. Our vision is, is to get a half a million Israelis to move to the Negev and 300,000 Israelis to move to the Galil and to develop those areas. Uh, you know, just between us here, okay, as, as the Orthodox uh, community in America, we concentrated many, many years on the West Bank, which is very important. Which, you know, JNF, uh, there's all these theories. JNF has done fire trucks and, and reservoirs and parks all over Israel. There's, you know, we're building a museum in Kfar now for $2 million. So it's not about that. It's about making sure we don't forget about other areas. And we forgot the Orthodox community about the Negev. We forgot about the Galil. And when you fly, you know, from Tel Aviv to the Negev, to Eilat, at night, once you go past Beresheva, it's black. It's pitch black. There's no lights. And if we're not there, we know who will be there. 
And that's why we wrote a plan for the Israeli government called Blueprint Ega 15 years ago and put very clear milestones o- along the way to measure success. Beersheva was a declining population. A success story for a mother in Beersheva is that her son goes to the army, goes to college, and moves to Tel Aviv. Right. There's no future in Beersheva, Yerucham, Dimona, Arad, etc. And that's something we're trying to change. And you know what? This playground, Bezrat Hashem, there won't be one more rocket. If there's not one more rocket, was this a waste of $5 million? And the answer is no. We interviewed a kid here from Stereo named Stav, who said, I was, I, he goes to regional school, he said, I was always embarrassed to tell my friends I live in Sterot. Today, my friends want to know when they can come play at my playground. <laughs> because this place, you know, for those of you who haven't been here on your next trip to Israel, please come visit the Sterot Indoor Playground. And, you know, the JNF Indoor Playground, Sterot. By the way, we have a weekly tour that leaves Yerushalayim every Wednesday from Heichal Shlomo and comes here. This is one of the stops along the way. We go to the Island Institute, the Underground Bullet Factory. We go see Beersheva. And we come to this playground. And great way to spend the day in Israel. Come spend it on, on the JNF weekly tour. It's on our website. You can find out more at jewishnationalfund.org. And um, y- you'll come and, and, and you'll see kids playing here and having a good time and really enjoying it. And um, You talk about milestones and success in the Negev. How do we judge that? How do we achieve those milestones? What can you tell our audience in terms of the progress that's been made? Be'er Sheva, it's obvious, and as you just indicated, plenty of people visit there and see it. What would we see in other areas in Negev? So if, if you go visit Chalutza, Chalutza is an area that wasn't touched. You're going to hear later from Yadid Yaharush right. from Chalutza. He'll tell you he used to live in Gush Katif, and I don't want to you know, really steal everything he's going to say, but I'm sure he's going to talk about the fact that when they got out of Gush Katif, the government, they went to the government and said, what's the next national mission? And the government pointed at the triangle of borders, Egypt and uh, and, and uh, Gaza. Right. And that's where they relocated, and they turned the page. And today we have uh, over 250 families, I believe, living there. It's the And the census that was done at the end of 2014 by the Israeli Census uh, Bureau, Chalutza is the highest growing uh, area population-wise in the entire state of Israel. And we believe that in 10 years we're going to have 30,000 people there. And there's an area that had nobody there before. And you go there, and it's real tzionut, it's real chalutziut. By the way, many of the trogan that you guys bought in New York and New Jersey this year came from chalutza. The first thing they did when they got out of Gush Katif is they planted a trogan for orla purposes, you know, to wait to four right. years until they could actually sell the trogan all over. And um, I think we were in one of those orchards back in August, if I'm not mistaken. So, so they're the biggest exporters of, of carrots and potatoes, organic, to Europe. And, and, and they turned the page. And there's a lot of yeshiva there. And, and the pre-army, Rafi Peretz's yeshiva, Atzmona, right. is there. Uh, Rav Eli Adler, who's from the yeshiva, is very involved in what we do at JNF. He's kind of the leaders there who helped us make a difference and get involved. And we spent uh, millions of dollars there bringing people to live there and to call it their home. And how do we judge uh, success up north in the Go North Building Initiative? So so the Go North Building Initiative is actually in its early stages. Last week we had 85 um, major donors of JNF of America visiting Israel. We called it our task force mission. And um, we spread ourselves out around Israel. Groups of 10, 12, 15 people all over Israel. One of the groups was the IRC, which I'll mention in a couple seconds. But the, the Go North Task Force mission went up north. And we were discussing projects, projects that are going to help bring jobs, going to help bring population to come live in, in Akko, in Ma'alot, in Carmiel, in, in the, in the Beit Sha'an. Now we're talking really up north. In the Kamayanot. How do we get Israelis to call that their home? How do we get them to consider living there? Because it's not just about living in, in, in Yerushalayim, Yehuda Shomron, Tel Aviv, Haifa. 
there's a, 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 another very large chunk of Israel that we have to go and settle. It's not just go to, good to go to a Zimmer for the night. It, it's, it's good to call it your home and, and put your roots in. And that's really what we're about, you know, putting our roots in. You know, everybody thinks of JNF back to the early days when, when we really put just our roots in with Correct. the trees. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a misconception that that's all we do. And when you, uh, when people fund these projects, are you then able to, I don't know, give incentives or help people along, whether it be with education or job placement? I mean, are you able to do that with that? Uh... Well, last week we dedicated in Beersheba the new Ronald Lauder at Employment Center in Beersheba. There you go. The idea of the Employment Center is to keep the great minds that go to Ben Gurion University in Beersheba to keep them in the Negev. And it's a partnership between Jewish National Fund. Because normally they'd go to other air, other major areas of Israel. Of course. Right. Of course. Everybody wants to sure. live in Tel Aviv. Right? That's where, that's where they And work f- there. And work there. But we're working on making them want to stay here, not forcing them to stay here. And we actually see uh, the, op- the opposite. Um, we see people who live in Tel Aviv commuting to work in Beersheba. And we're hoping we're going to be able to help them find a home in Beersheba. And when they find a home, we have to help them have the right education, the right job, the right school for their kids, uh, a park, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's really the full package of what we're doing. It's, it's you know, Nefesh Benefesh, which we'll hear later, sure. which is another one of our partners, helps you make Aliyah. But once you make Aliyah, we want to help you make Aliyah to the Negev or Aliyah to the Galil. So we do that in partnership with, with Nefesh. But we also have other organizations in Israel that help you make that step and make sure it's a successful step. How long have you been living in Israel? So actually, I was born here. And um, after I served in the Army for four and a half years, I moved to Springfield, New Jersey. And uh, we moved back to Israel uh, five and a half years ago. I don't miss anything about the Gullis except JM and the AM because, you know, <laughs> you, you can't listen to JM and the AM in your car at 12 o'clock in the afternoon in Israel and hear you sing Mo Dayani Lefanecha, right? It just doesn't work at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. But uh, it's a treat to be here with you today, and it's um, great to listen to JM online. But being back in Israel... In JNF really gives me an opportunity. Every day I wake up, I know by the time I go to sleep, Israel's going to look a little bit better. And that's really what we do. And it's, it happens day by day. Every single day. It can't happen in one full swoop. It's got to be a, yeah, yeah, a it's process a, and a very thought out process. So we're, we're running a marathon. Not, you know, it's not a sprint. Right. It, it, sometimes processes can take years until they come true. But, um, that's really what we do. We, we try to take the vision and turn it into actuality. And, and again, I said it's measured. And that's why I said the IRC mission that was here last week. The IRC is our Israel Review Committee. Re- review committee. They come to Israel. These are accountants and lawyers who are JNF donors who come to Israel, and they go into every single one of our partner organizations, and they rip them apart. They open their books, and they want to see where the money went, the money that came from you guys in America, and we're spending here in Israel. We want to make sure we're accountable for. And we have a fiduciary responsibility to do that. And that's why we get the highest ratings from charity navigator and guide star and better business bureau and something we're very proud of it makes it very easy to you know ask somebody to make a donation to jewish national fund of america knowing that his money's protected and we're doing uh, the right thing we should be doing with his money as you know a week from now there'll be a uh, a nice influx of tourists uh coming for pesach to israel will those tours that you just mentioned be happening on yeah of course well? of course and uh, i've got many emails from people all over uh shout out to the israelis in west orange who send me an email <laughs> that they're coming on the jnf tour <laughs> but 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 really uh, if you haven't signed up and you're in israel looking for something to do go on to the jnf website look up our our tours over pesach we're going to have several of them and besides the tours you know go visit ammunition hill we're going to have many activities. I mean, it's not just good to go to the Kotel and walk through the Mamilla Mall. Remember that 45 years ago, you couldn't go to the Kotel. 
and it's about the battle at Ammunition Hill that was the reunification of Yerushalayim. You'll hear later from Yoel Razbi right. a little bit more about what we're doing at Ammunition Hill and uh, how you could come and uh, bring your kids. So we're going to have uh, challenging activities uh, over Pesach for people to come rock climbing and a uh, zip line. And I'm sure people, anybody who goes there will have a good time. So. <laughs> Ariel, thank you for welcoming us here today and for being here today. It's thank you very, very much, Nachum. I appreciate it. Ariel Cutler, everybody. He is a JNF Development Officer and uh, spending time with us in our first hour this morning at JM in the AM. We're in Israel. We're in Stay Road. We're in the JNF Indoor Playground in Stay Road. Uh, inviting everybody to uh, come and see this amazing facility. As you just heard, you can do so all through the year. And if you're coming for Pesach, you have an amazing opportunity to come and spend some time here uh, with the JNF Tour. You can go to their website for more information.